What up, my friend? Coach Polly Barr here from Coach's Corner. I want to thank you for joining me for conversation nuggets and tips that'll set you free. If this content is bringing you any value today, I want you to do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at identityofonecoaching at gmail.com. With that being said, it's time to dive in so that you can be set free. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner with Pauly Barra. I am so blessed to have you on this broadcast and in this episode. And so those that are coming in live, do me a huge favor and type a one. Let us know that you are here. And if you're coming in on the replay, hashtag replay so that we make sure that we connect with you. And so we're just so blessed to be able to have um, Kenyatta Jeffries on the broadcast today. She is a pastor. She is a woman of God, a woman of faith. She is a wife. She is a friend. She is all of those things. And you know how it goes, Kenyatta. We wear so many hats on this social media platform. And sometimes we're in the grime, cleaning and scrubbing and doing all of that. And so we're just so blessed to have you on the broadcast. And so uh, Kenyatta, do us a huge favor, my friend, and uh, let us know where you hail from. Let us know what you, what you're doing, and let's drive right into this conversation. All right. Well, first of all, I am super excited to, uh, to be your guest. Um, this is just I, I I always look at it as an amazing opportunity. Anytime that uh, believers can connect in the body of Christ and Amen. be able to um, tag team, and and as my sister and I, we always say we got that synergy going. Come on, uh, just to be able to get out there and um, just you know be a light and uh, help uh, maybe inspire and motivate. So I appreciate Coach Paul. I appreciate this opportunity to come on your show and talk awesome. about Jesus. <laughs> Likewise, let's do it. Yes. Well, um, as uh, I want to say, coach, I want to call you coach and pastor, you know. So Just call I'm me like, coach. Like, <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, basically, uh, my name is Kenyatta Jeffries, and I am originally from Southern California. I was raised in San Diego, California. And during that time I was raised, I have, a, uh, God has given me a gift for arts and entertainment. And so really that's what I thought I would be doing in my life. I thought I, I'm, I've got the gift to dance. So my plan and goal was either I was gonna go to New York and try to make it on Broadway, or I would wow. make it up to LA and try to hit the industry scene that way. Well. L.A. was a little closer to San Diego than New York. You know, you got a hundred mile difference or, you know, two, three thousand miles. So I made it as far as Los Angeles. And this would have got me there in the early, early, early 90s. And I just got in that scene in the industry, started like trying to do auditions and uh, landed a few gigs. And my journey with Christ really started in Los Angeles. Um, wow. I was there for 11 years total. Um, when I uh, got there, I got in the industry, dancing, hitting all the scenes, and then I linked up with my, um, uh, well, we, we're no longer together, but we do have children now. But at the time he was in the, he was in the industry, he was a hip hop artist, and that kind of pulled me into that world. And before I knew it, I was like, wow, I'm hanging with all the big dogs, Ice-T and- You're doing Curtis it. Oh, and you know, all wow. the old school. So, 
I was up there background dancing and all this stuff, but at the same time, as glamorous as it was on, in one sense, I was getting sucked into that dark side as well. Wow. And um, so my life began to take all kinds of twists and turns. And um, I almost uh, got killed. Our house got kicked in and uh, raided um, because of a uh, drug deal and things of that nature. And that was like the beginning of me uh, really calling out to God. I was not raised in church. So right. I didn't have any really a, a real background. Now, we would go mm. every now and then, you know, those types, Easter, maybe Mother's Day, um, that kind of thing. Uh, there was a little bit of a seed there because we did believe in Jesus. We believed in God and, and the Holy Spirit, but there was right. not a lifestyle. We didn't practice it. It was none of that. Mm. So as I'm in L.A. and my life was just, you know, I was lost. And when we got robbed, that was like the first instance because I felt like if I were to die then, that's something, I knew my life was off, like I wasn't on track. And I remember right. just having an instinct to call out to God because um, I had three guns to my head. Like I was like, you know, God, please save me. I don't want to die, you know? Come on. And so, um, but you know, like how it goes, sometimes you make that cry because you're, you, you need a little fire insurance. And I still kind of like, you know, was doing my own thing. Like God, through his grace, spared me. But wow. I still was a bit hardhead, still was trying to be about that life in the industry and all that. And then two, three years later down the road, now I'm in the uh, 1994 Los Angeles Northridge earthquake 6.6. Mm. Um, at that time, my ex was on the road because he was a traveling musician and he was out of the country. I was at the at the uh we were in a high-rise apartment and at that time i had uh two sons who were little and a dog and the dog woke me up just before the quake and when that quake hit i had a, a true awakening at that moment and i knew that if i died that i was not right with god and that i would totally be separated um i wouldn't i, I knew that i would be in hell and i remember saying, if you give me another chance, um, mm. I'll do right. And didn't know what I was saying really when I said it, but three days later, I had a supernatural uh, encounter. And I heard this voice because for three days, the city was shut down. It was a state of emergency. I had never seen anything like that before. Wow. And, but I did have a Bible that I was given, even though I had never cracked it open and tried to read it. But I heard, I, I know now it was the Holy Spirit, but then mm. I just identified it as I heard this voice. I had this experience, this encounter, but I heard this voice say, Kenyatta, go get your Bible. I was reluctant, but I went and looked for it. I finally found it. I said, okay, I got it. I kid you not, when I opened it up, I opened it up right to St. Luke 17. And there was a scripture verse that magnified to me. It said, if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, and instantly, that became familiar to me because that was something that I recalled my grandmother saying, but wow. I thought that was something she made up, you know, like grandma wow. must be making up stuff, you know, right. and uh, that caught my attention. And from St. Luke to St. John is how my transformation, my, my salvation began because in that moment I felt a presence come in that room. It scared me at first, but then, I felt peace that came with it. And he said, Kenyatta, it is I, I am with you. 
I knew wow. no one had to tell me. I knew that I knew that I knew uh, what was happening was real. And at that moment, from St. Luke to St. John, um, he began to show me uh, how we were in the last days. He began to talk to me and tell me that my that I need to get my life right with him, that my children need to know him. I remember uh, asking him, like, point blank, how do I know your way is the way? At that time, I'm living in Hollywood. I'm exposed to all kinds of stuff. And he said, when you call, who else is here? I didn't see show up. I didn't see Muhammad come. I didn't see none of that. Like, <laughs> none of that came. But he says, I am here. I am with you. And everything that he would say when I would look down at the Bible, the, the page would be there. And it wow. would just illuminate before me. And I knew, okay, I know this is, this is real. This is the real deal. Right. So he told me, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He ended it with that. Um, the very next morning, I barely could sleep after that. But I knew one person that went to church at that time. And I remember calling. It was a relative. I said, look, I just had a supernatural encounter that happened. I need to talk to somebody about this. I know you go to church. Um, is there a pastor? She's like somebody. I need to have a talk with somebody about this. And she arranged for me to uh, talk with her pastor. I explained to him, um, you know, what had happened. And for the first time, I heard these words. I was 23 and a half. I would be turning 24 a few months down the road. But at that time, I was 23 and a half years old. And he looked at me and he said, young lady, God has a plan for your life. Up until then, I never under, never knew that. I didn't know that about purpose. I didn't know about plan. I knew that I had these gifts, talents, and abilities. Come on. I just didn't know what they were for. I didn't realize there was purpose attached to that. Wow. And so when he spoke those words to me, that made something resurrect in me. That brought something alive in me. Come on. When he said that, I made a vow that I would serve God all the days of my life. And right there in his office, he says, I know you had your encounter. And I, I believe that your salvation experience happened a few days ago. But I just want to make sure you understand what happened. And he prayed with me in that office. Yes. And I gave my life to Christ. Actually, today is my anniversary, 26 years. What? Um, yes. Uh, wow. January 23rd is when I sat in that office and gave my life to Christ. And I've been running with purpose ever since. And um, so my journey with that, I made a, a conscious decision that I would um, turn from my old ways and do what I needed to do to be to get my life on track and whatever he asked. And literally, my ministry started with a mop and a bucket. Um, the Lord um, uh, sent uh, two people that impacted my life. One, um, I had a friend, her mother, I didn't realize her mother was a woman of God, a woman of faith. And when I shared with my friend what had happened to me, she says, you need to meet my mother. I want to introduce you to her. And her mom became my spiritual mother and mentor up until 2009 when she went on into eternity to be with the Lord. And it was because of her that I understand, uh, began to understand and be taught of how to walk and move in faith. Mm. She, she just was right there. And then God placed me at that time in the 90s um, under Bishop Clarence McClendon. Yes. And he was, it was a, my, my first church home, first mega type church. And I, I watched him from afar. Um, he was my pastor 
from a distance, if you know right. what I mean. Right. But I, but he was on fire. He with the, you know, the what I, the way I seen the anointing move. So I, those two people impacted me in the beginning, and I started my ministry there under uh, under his ministry. At that time, it was called Church of the Harvest. Mm -hmm. I began uh, to clean the church. Um, that's the route God took me. And then just, I, I was there like six and a half years before I relocated uh, to Michigan. And there God, just before I left, God allowed me at towards the end of my tenure there to utilize my gift to dance, to work with kids. And that was my introduction to uh, youth ministry. From there, when my life began to take, a, you know, another turn and um, I started a new chapter in my life. I relocated to Michigan and got plugged into um, yet another uh, large church, not as large as McClendon's, but uh, one that would be really where I would become licensed and ordained and really got get into my training and, and, and just got into really being able to serve and, uh, uh, under um, the church of God there. It was a mm -hmm. church called Stewart Road, and they had a couple different pastors during the time I was there. But there is where I really was able to hit the ground running and began to like stretch my wings, so to speak, you know. And and right. I was taught, and I got the opportunity to do various things in ministry, from women's ministry, jail ministry. Uh, I have a heart for young people, so youth ministry. By the end, I was the youth, end up being the youth pastor there. And then when I uh, started over again and remarried, that's what brought me to Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And then God did something untraditional in my life. He, he literally called me out of what I was familiar with and, and what I had gotten used to and had adapted to and says, now I'm getting ready to launch you into what I have um, uh, got on your life, what I have called you to do. And wow. about three years ago, New Day Ministries was birthed. It was birthed out of my living room, holding my device, very yes. foreign to me, very not what I was used to, but I had to trust God with it. And so here we are, have the audacity in the middle of this pandemic to actually launch a church. He gave us a facility and now we are where we are here. Um, so I have New Day Ministries Community Come Church on. and it's a new day media. That's the media part of the ministry. And we're just excited. We're moving by faith here. Whatever he tells us to do, we're doing it. So that's my story. I try to give you like a real short <laughs> version of it. <laughs> you know, th there's so much that we can pull from this because God is definitely awesome. Um, I am going to mute your mic because there's a little bit of a feedback, but that's okay. So in that here's 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 where i want the people to hear and i believe god wants the people to hear this is this number one is you were in a lifestyle of something that i wanted to live when you start talking about curtis blow ice tea <clears throat> you got nwa you got all the greats right you got all the the limelight the dr dre you got i mean because that's that i mean we're we're right about the same age I was raised in California, so I remember the earthquakes. I remember that stuff. I remember that lifestyle. And right about 94, 95, like you're saying, is when God began to change my heart. God began to stir my heart. But here's where the listeners need to understand is that God 
allows us to see our gifts that are in the world that we think are in the world. Like I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be a dancer. I'm on, you know, I'm gonna be on in living color. I'm gonna do all that stuff, right? I'm gonna be like J Lo. That's where she started, right? But at the end of the day, God shows us and allows us to see, and then He calls us into the purpose that was created especially for us. And so what I love what what you're saying is that you heard what 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 grandma said. God confirmed it in his word. God began to show you and illuminate everything that his love and his heart is only to lead you into the place of what I really love what you said, because most times I've had these conversations. I've had these conversations with people, people that are close to me. I've had these conversations where I say, what do you think ministry looks like? Well, in a church, you know, in a in a building and you know running an office and and I've had this conversation with multiple people and it would make my stomach turn and I'm like, you know how I got into ministry? And they're like, how? And I'm like, I did whatever it took. I would vacuum, I would clean, I would I would do whatever it took to happen. I would go and visit people in the hospital be be just without my pastor saying, hey, go visit these people, is as we serve, as we're in the ditches, as we see the neighbor that's sitting there smoking a cigarette on a Sunday morning saying, where are you going? I'm going to church. You want to go? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? And so what you're saying is ministry starts with a bucket and a mop. There's too many people out there. There's too many people out there that think ministry begins in this huge thing. What you're sitting in right now is a result of 25 years. It is a result of that, right? It begins in the highways, the byways, meeting people one by one, one on one, working with people, build your one, right? Building people as you go. Right now, everyone's like, I need to connect with you. I need to connect with you. I need, no. How about you just love on somebody? Instead of trying to get your platform out there, love on somebody, connect with somebody. When we connected, it was like, I just need to connect with you. Let's just have a conversation. Let's have a dialogue. What what do you need? What kind of prayer do you need? How can I help edify you? Instead of, oh, oh my God. Stop, take the pause with God. God will show you exactly what you need to do right? He will show you the plan. He will show you the purpose. And, and that's where it's, it's, it is imperative right now, especially in this time that we are in, especially in this time. God has created people to be creators. And so as people are creating, there's these apps that are coming out. We had Periscope, we had Blab, we had all of these different uh, platforms, and that is what molded us all to do what we're doing today. And this is where God is saying, listen, in order for you to connect with the world, you've got to connect with technology. Because if you don't connect with technology, I'm sorry, there is no norm, there is no normal And it's not going to go back to being normal. All of a sudden, you know, people think, oh, all of a sudden everything's going to be gone and all these plexiglass things are going to be gone. No. Number, Number one, people are too in fear to even take stuff like that down. Even when they when they would say, and I'm I'm just thinking just you know, future-wise, 
when they say, you know what, the 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 you know COVID, we we found the resolve. You don't have to wear a mask. I guarantee you, half the world or three quarters of the world is still gonna wear a mask, right? So I don't want to get into the political sense of it and and all of that. But here's here's the truth. When we trust in God, you trusted in God in that moment to say, Lord, I need your help. We've all had those uh, fire alarms. God, I need your help. And then when we get it, we're like, okay, cool. You know, thanks. Thanks, G. I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? But it's that process that God takes us on. And that's when everything is vital for our lives. And so now you're in ministry, which I love because you started the same way my wife and I started a year and a half ago, two years ago, pre-COVID. Um, we tried to go into a building. It just didn't work for us. That's not our type of ministry. We we like to build people one-on-one, invite them over, have some coffee, break open the word of God and, and disciple. That's That's our thing, right? So now let's dive into uh, where you're at today, um, how God is blessing. And, and I would love for the listeners to hear how you got that building, because that story in itself, that's the lick right there. Yes. Okay. Well, um, so number one being I'm in the New England region, Cape Cod, I always say we're on beautiful Cape Cod in a little town called Mashpee home of the Wampanoag Nation, Native American, people of the first light. And this by far in my journey has been the most interesting place to try to minister. (laughs) And so um, to try to get a building, to try to get a location um, was not (laughs) easy. And so I trusted and I waited on the Lord and so For three years, I just kept doing, I kept moving. I kept between my living room and between, um, I I ended up being able to partner with our local television station here and they would let me go in there. And so last year, God had put uh, an idea on my heart and I went back to Michigan for three days and I did this uh, three day house of prayer for three days. We opened it up. Um, I had a friend that had a church. We just opened up that church. And for three days, we just let people come in and we were praying like however the spirit would, would move. I drove there. It's like 850 miles each way. I drove, I set up, I sat in that little church sometimes with no heat because it was having heating. But I, I said, Lord, There's a reason why you asked me to do this. I'm doing it. I sat in that little church. People came through. And on the last night, we had a a team of people. I didn't know. They just kind of came in. They heard about what was going on. And the the young man began to prophesy. And he said, you know, you've got a tribe. You are a pastor. Like he was saying things that were a confirmation. It wasn't that I didn't know it. But what I didn't realize is that God was, uh, uh, stirring up my alert again. And he was like, you know, things are going to be different when you go back. And, you know, all these w- things were happening. So I get back home about a week after being back, I'm driving down the street. And I tell you what, I heard the Holy Ghost say, I give my attention to this building. And when I looked up at it, I heard the Holy Spirit say, pull up and pull in. Mm. And when I pulled up and I pulled in, I got out because it's just a little strip. 
And I saw that there were three, what looked like three businesses there, but the one in the middle was a dance studio. And when I got out, I'm looking through the glass and I could see that there's stuff there, but it just looked like it was laying dormant. I wow. just had that feeling like this isn't being used and it's a dance studio. So now I'm really like, okay, Lord, what we got going on here? What are we doing? What are we doing? He was ready to dance. Yes. I was like, this is my thing because when I was in Michigan for that uh, uh, period of time, that was dance has always been affiliated with my ministry. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so I had a dance studio then. I was in a church functioning. So it's always gone hand in hand. So when I saw this, I went next door, gave my card, talked to the people. Within four hours, the owners called me back. We set up a meeting. I looked through it and I said, man, this couldn't get no better. You know, don't the scriptures say I give you houses you didn't build, Come land on. you didn't till? Like literally, I said, all I got to do is just move in. I, it's just minimal. Like, and in my mind, I didn't just see dance. I saw, I literally saw. Um, this is where we could do our community church, but I saw it in a digital way. I Come saw on. it to be set up like a studio to be able to broadcast. I yes. saw multi-purpose there. Like I just got lit when I seen it. I was like, oh my gosh. So I, um, I said, well, let me talk to my husband. My husband, uh, a few days later, he came to see it. And he was the very first to sow into my ministry to make sure I could get in the doors. Wow. He said, Amen. I'm going to do this for you. He's a behind the scenes guy. I'm the one that's talking and this and that. <laughs> you know, parts of being in front of the camera, you know. Yeah. And, um, Sounds like my wife. <laughs> yes. And so literally, little did we know we were getting ready to enter into the pandemic because that would have been the end of January going into the very, very first part of February when we got the facility. We right. were gonna open the doors and launch April 1st so we can you know, kick off with Easter and all that. And then the pandemic happened and God just said, don't you worry, don't be afraid. I've, I've orchestrated this for you and many others. Right. And I just rode with it. I just said, okay. And so here we are, I just, what I like about it, because in the beginning, and this is what I would like to share with the people that are listening out there. When God says, behold, I will do a new thing. It's just that. Come and on. when he's taking you from one season to another, it's Say not it. going to be familiar. It's not going to be always comfortable. It's not going to look like anything that you have experienced along the way now you'll be able to use those experiences yes but you're not going to come into this new thing it as the scriptures say with the old wine skin okay? come on it's come on. new it's going to be new so all of a sudden all my time of three years leading up to this moment when i was boohooing and going lord did i did i do something to miss you i don't understand I don't get this because I didn't, I come from big churches and doing all this grandioso stuff. And when he shrunk it down, come on now, when he shrunk come it on down, somebody. And all of a sudden, come on. I'm seeing empty chairs. I'm just, just me and this camera. Come I didn't on. realize he was 
getting me ready for this pandemic. And, and I know I'm not the only one. I know you, coach. I know he's done the same with you. Like, he has prepared us for yes. such time as this because I tell you what, those Preach. same big ministries out there was on a scramble trying to figure out how to get <laughs> into the digital world when God had already set Say us that. up ahead of time. Say that. Woo. Say that. Whoo! Because watch this. So no shade on anybody. No, I'm not saying this. I'm not I'm not trying to get at nobody. But right. when the pandemic hit, I had five or six different pastors reaching out to me. How do we get online? I'm like, I've been telling you for five years to get online. Right. I can't service everybody at this moment. Right. All I can tell you is get this. Try this. Yes. And so you are speaking so much and our our um our lives have have collided because there's so many similarities because we did the same thing we were in our home and you know we were doing live stream um the people were like we need a building we need a building so they were we're going to pray for a building okay but in but inside i knew i didn't need a building like this is not what I was I I felt God wanted us to do. So then on comes the pandemic. We got a building. So I had good news, but then I had bad news. I said, "Listen, here's here's <laughs> here's the good news. We got a building at no charge, at no nothing. However, we can't move in." And so it was this whole thing of like, "Oh my God!" Once we were able to get into that building, it was awkward. We could only fit so many people what we were allowed to even have in. I had people that knew me that were like, well, you should be filling up the building. If I had a church, I'd be filling up that building. I said, but you don't have a church. You don't know the responsibility. You don't know the responsibility that is attached to the person, to, to, to the head of the flock. You do not understand that. And so when you have people, well, if I had a church, we don't have one. So you don't have that responsibility. And at the same time, you still have people saying, well, we're going to be martyrs. That's not a martyr. A martyr is somebody getting their head chopped off, making a decision. Are you going to serve Allah or are you going to serve Christ? That's a martyr. Peter was a martyr saying, you know what? I'm not even worthy of being hung on a cross like Jesus Christ. Hang me upside down. That's a martyr. And so I love, love, love the story. And I know there's more to this story. So go ahead and share as I unmute you. All right. Well, and so literally we have just um, by faith. And I want people to understand that in this season that we're in and just in general, if you are a Christian, I mean, I learned, I'm so glad that I, I got seated with this early on in my Christian walk. The scripture is clear. You walk by faith and not by sight. God is not, when he has put something in you, when he has given you something, you've got to move in it. And as you begin to move, other things will get, begin to just fall into place. Don't sit up there and allow your limitations to restrict you Come on. from moving in God. In this season, I really feel like that we are going to begin to see more of the, that which was last is about to be first. Those Come that on. was first is about to be last. Come on. And I'm not saying it in a shade. I'm just simply saying what I, I felt like I heard. Thus saith the Lord say when we were coming into 2020 into the new decade. I felt like the Lord say, daughter, get ready. I'm about to level the playing fields. Yes. Get ready 
many of you are going to experience <laughs> quantum leaps in your life and through your life and in the assignments that I've got on your life. You're going to experience dramatic advancements. You've got to just know to just move in me. Everything that is happening right now in this, this world, I felt like the Lord says, you're going to see before my very eyes, me begin to reset the system. You're going to see it in a, in a global state and you're going to experience it personally. But I'm resetting systems. I'm, I'm doing things in your life. So when I begin to speak to you and I begin to show you things and I put things in your spirit, don't let the spirit of fear keep you from moving but now is a, a, a crucial time that you release your faith in me and you move just like Luda said when I move you move just <laughs> like that and I twisted for God when he moved we gotta move with him you hear come on. me Woo! come on now come on we just began to move and I just began to trust God and little by little now mind you like you said in the beginning I know what it's like, like I'm my whole team. I'm the production team, the, the pastor, the prayer, just every, I'm doing everything. I'm cleaning the church, you know, all everything. And I'm okay with that because I learned a long time ago. If you know how to do the things that you need to do, you'll never be held hostage by anyone. You'll never be held hostage. You'll be able to get out there. Hey, because people are going to come and go. People are with you for times and seasons and that's okay. We got to begin to understand and recognize that and not get in our feelings when people go or if they say this or that, hey, it's a blessing or a lesson, whatever it is, just keep going, you know? And so we get into this building. I'm up in here. I'm continuing to flow. And little by little, you know, God is beginning, you know, he's begun to sin. We got like, you know, a, a little bit of, of people that come out, they'll come in. And now, you know, I started like, I just really wanted to start something with the kids, do some dance. So we're getting ready to start a little dance team here next week. Um, and so little by little, God has been allowing us to be just what he said, that light on a hill. Come you know, on. Like, like I said to before, like I, I recognize and understand the principalities in this region. I, I nat natural and supernatural. We want to go Come there. On. You know, I understand where I'm at. I understand being a woman. Um, you know, there's different things that play in it that sometimes I get that resistance, but I don't let any of that detour me because at the end of the day, I've got to answer to God and I've got to obey him. And uh -huh. I know that there are many souls dependent upon my yes, just like your yes. There are many people that are dependent upon you because God has, has, has through us, he's using us to reach people to lead to the kingdom of God or mm. to help push them and give them that motivation and that encouragement and that inspiration that is needed because I know what it feels like to, to try to, you know, share your dream or your vision with someone. And then they're like, ah, oh, that's not possible. So I don't, I, I just learned to make my moves in silence. I don't got to tell everybody. I just move. And when you see it manifested, I'll let you ask the questions on how it got done. So <laughs> The hush anointing. I love the hush anointing because there's so many, there's so many. Well, I mean, that's, you know, hey, that sounds great, but. Well, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to, but how does, how do, people have to, ministers, pastors, bishops have to get out of their frame of mind and understand 
that God is a God that moves. And when you really look at the word of God, when you really look at Jesus ministry, the church didn't look like a church, like it looks today. What did Jesus say? Go out in pairs, go into a house with peace. If you don't receive the peace, guess what? Shake your sandals off shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. What does that mean? Shaking that off in the Jewish um, knowledge and wisdom is that showing God in the physical, what you're doing in the spiritual saying, look, God, here's my sign that I'm shaking my dust off. You are now not responsible for what that person received. Now you are going to continue to keep it moving by faith. And so I love what you're saying. And I want to touch back on the whole servanthood part because there's so many, I believe there are a lot of um, ministries, churches. And, and again, I am not here to bash churches. Churches are essential, but we are the church, right? But there's so many organizations that have everything laid out. They have staff, they have janitors, they have maintenance crews, they have all of that to where when a person is walking in saying, how do I serve? The only thing they see, holding a class, be on stage. What kind of word do you have? What's this? What's that? How about if you do have that maintenance crew, you create all the new converts, all the new members, all the new believers that are coming in, and you have a volunteer team saying, listen, we've got some toilets that need to be scrubbed. We've got some windows that need to be washed. We've got a, a parking lot. Here's, here's 10 blowers. I need 10 of y'all here on Sunday morning blowing all these leaves. At the church that I was established in, in 2011, Larry Huck Ministries, one of the associate pastors every Sunday would be out there with a blower before the building even opened, and he would blow all the acorns, because Texas is full of acorns, um, and, and he would blow all them things off so that nobody would trip and fall over those acorns. And that's where I learned, okay, how do I serve? So when we started Set Free, we would go in and we would set chairs up. We would set stuff up. We'd make sure the bathrooms were clean before we left. We made sure of those things. And so I believe that it's imperative that even though you have an established church that has everything already taken care of, when the people are coming in, give them a job to do. That's when you really see a heart of a minister is when they are willing to say, let's go. When I literally, and this, this ain't no boasting for me. This is all God. This was in 2013 or uh, 2013 or 14 is when I texted so many leaders from the church and said, we're going to go out and we're going to go feed the homeless hot dogs. Who's who's with us? I got one response out of 15 or 20 people. And these are leaders of the church. And that's where I realized, okay, you know what? I'm not even mad at y'all. This is what God has called me my brother, and one more guy that was my disciple. And we went out. Kenyatta didn't know what we were doing. We went to Jack in a Box, got uh, 80 tacos for 40 bucks. We got a bunch of chicken sandwiches. We spent about $80, went to the streets, and they said, where are we going to go? And I started looking, and when I saw needles on the ground, and I saw crack pipes, and I saw cardboard boxes, I said, this is where where we're going to go. Now we're going to use some wisdom. We're going to stay in the car. <laughs> we're going to stay in the car until we get to know the people 
And sure enough, we we did it for about a year, every Friday night. And it got to a point where there was 100 to 200 hot dogs being made every single Friday night. And we were going. That season slowly dwindled because God will take us from seasons to seasons. But I, But what I want to really stress to the listeners is this. Servanthood isn't just a microphone. It took years for this microphone to even happen. Servanthood isn't about, well, what kind of program can I do? No, servanthood starts with scrubbing a toilet. Servanthood starts with visiting a hospital. Servanthood starts making a phone call. Servanthood starts there. And when you start there, that's when God says, ah, this person isn't isn't about the bells and whistles. This person is about serving me. And so through those seasons is where God establishes the righteous. And so I am just so blessed because God has has been able to give me, you know, this background. My old studio was real tiny and and but I made it happen. Had a little green screen, always had glitches because StreamYard doesn't I don't know what they're doing, but sometimes the green screen starts glitching. But we had to go through that fire. And I love what you said earlier about God will give you the houses that you did not build. This house that I'm sitting in now, we didn't build this house. God built this house for us in 58. You follow what I'm saying? And this house is established. It's in, a, in an established community, an established neighborhood. And I'm just in a place right now where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for springtime so I can go meet the community because no one's out especially right now, no one's out. This is the hibernation season of new connections. And so I'm done talking. So continue with the conversation. If you have a word for somebody, um, let them know where they can find you. I'm talking, I'm telling you guys, she does a prayer. I think it's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays um, online. And and I will highlight that link, but Kenyatta continue to uh, just rock this conversation and, uh, Let's just serve the people. I I love it. I love, you know, the scripture tells us that um, just how powerful our testimony is. It tells us it's by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that we overcome. And I absolutely love to hear like, okay, this is what God has been doing with me. This is how he worked things out. And I loved what you shared. I can't wait for mo- our Monday's conversation because I want to, <laughs> there's going to be a part two. Um, but I, I love it. And because it, it is, it just, when you begin to, to hear, you know, the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So as we're sharing this, we're not sharing it so that we can say like, oh, look at us, look at this. No, we're sharing it in hopes that it will light the fire in you or reignite that fire in you. I feel so strong in my spirit, like this is your time. This is your time. Dare to believe, dare to step out and trust God in this season. And yes, as as my brother said, we do, we have a, a prayer that we host uh, myself with my my co-host, Prophetess uh, Naomi Fry, we host a prayer Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We don't hold you long, but we like to get on there and we like to be um, uh, just a, a voice to help jumpstart your day and encourage you in the Lord. And um, because we know that prayer changes things. I mean, 
we just had a, a, a couple different praise reports that come in. We had a, a, a young lady that her, with, due to this COVID, her, her father was, um, was, was you know, on a ventilator, not doing well. And she contacted us from Michigan and said, could you please pray for him? And we kept lifting him up, happy to say, released from the hospital, to God be the glory, he's doing well. Had an, another one local in our community. Their, their son was in a sledding accident. I shared the, the photo. I didn't want to say anything until I saw the parents share. Once they shared, I was able to share. But they called and said, hey, could you please put our son on your prayer list? Um, he fractured his skull, busted his ear canal, all these things. And they're released from the hospital and he's on an awesome road to recovery. Prayer still works. Prayer God hears us when we pray. He will answer our prayers. And for me, none of nothing, none of what I'm doing, I could be doing it without prayer, without having that relationship with God, without talking to him. Like every day throughout the day, you know, I'm constantly like, okay, Lord, you know, even when we had uh, myself this past week, we had a little bit of a um, thing that had come up at the church uh, somebody who attended our service contacted us the next day and said, I'm so sorry. I wanted to let you know. I didn't realize when I went to visit my mom that I got exposed to COVID. So I got to let everyone know. And I tell you what, I didn't go in fear. The Holy Spirit gave me immediate peace. And at the same time, I went in war mode. I said, devil, you are a lie. Come I on. said, you're a lie from the pit of hell. I said, Father God, I said, we have been preaching your word. We have been saying that you make a difference, that you keep us covered. We've been declaring Psalms 91. We've been declaring the blood on the doorpost. You, Father God, we, we're we your witnesses to your word. Like I, I said, I, I told my husband, I said, I got up in that church the next day. Like, who am I? But I said, no, nah, no, nah, Lord. No, no, no. Come Father, on. You, I'm, I'm preaching your word. You got, you got to show up for us. And I'm happy to say that it's... So far, everybody that has brought their report back says negative, 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 negative. Even Amen. my whole household, negative. Amen. You Amen. know what I'm saying? So we Come cannot on. move in faith. I mean, move in fear. We got to move in faith. And so um, I would love to, you know, I, I'm so happy that our, our paths cross, brother. You know, I'm so happy. I, and I know we both kind of started this broadcast thing in the Periscope days. And I know right. even with Periscope, <laughs> that's getting ready to wind down and, and come to an end. And so I really feel like in this season that we've got to keep our ears open um, to 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 streams of, of being able to do the gospel. And I know for myself, uh, not long ago, I had an open door to me for Charisma Media, and I'll be um, mm. starting a podcast soon. Wow. Um, I'm excited about that because I've been praying, Lord, um, I don't want to just be reliant on Facebook or YouTube, or I want to, we should have multiple things happening in the digital arena. We should be Come able on. to be out there because I don't want to be held hostage as somebody else's thing. You know, at any time mm -hmm. they can mm -hmm. shut you down, you know? Yes. And so as these opportunities come our way, we just got to remember to move in faith. It might take you starting out with a little seed money, but that's okay. Because even with myself, every time I have to pay anything, I said, Lord, this money here, you said you give seed to the sower. I must be a sower if you're giving it to me. So, Lord, I'm asking you to bless this seed that it would 
help your gospel go out, that lives will be changed and transformed and delivered. So the scripture is clear. It says those who, who uh, help the poor and sow seed in the poor, they lend to the Lord and the Lord will repay. So whatever it is that, that God has put on your heart to do, even if it means you got to do it in faith and take that little, well, God will take the little you have and he'll turn it into much. So I'm telling you, don't, don't look at what you might, you might not have it all right there, but don't focus on that. Just do what Jesus did. Take them two fish and five loaves and say, Father, I'm giving it to you to be able to feed your people. Ooh, that's so good. So good. You know, one of the things that I want to point out as we wrap up is that, you know, this is what God gave me a few years ago when I was on Periscope because I was, you know, battling like, Lord, you know, is this where I'm supposed to be? I mean, just because the numbers are good, I don't want it to just be good numbers. I want it to be God numbers. Yeah. And, and so the Lord showed me in the book of Acts where, uh, where Paul had just got kicked out of, I believe, Philippi. Yeah. And uh, or, you know, he's getting kicked out of all kinds of places. But um, the Apostle Paul came to this place where the world gathered. Yeah. The synagogue back then was was a place where the world gathered and yeah. had conversation. It's what the yeah. Bible says. Like, really look it up. Yeah. It says it where that was the place that the world gathered. And so as he's walking through this town, he sees this shrine of all these different gods that they worship. And at the top of it. It said the unknown God. And so he comes and he's listening to them all talk where the world is gathering and he's just sitting there. And they said, what about this babbler? What do you have to say? Because he had a reputation. They're like, you know, one, one minute you're this lawyer and this crazy Pharisee that's really ready to kill the people that, that now you have become. I mean, come on, dude, like, who are you? And so he's sitting there and he had to, he, he had to reach the people in a different approach than he did the last town. Back then he was yelling at people, you know, rebuking people. And then he's in this place and he said, okay, let me change my trajectory and let me look at, at this whole conversation. And so he, he says something that's so, so profound. He says, as I walked through your town, I seen this shrine and it had all these different gods that, that y'all worship and serve. He never said y'all are doing wrong. He never said y'all are condemned. He never said y'all are stupid. No. He said, but you had this one plaque that said the unknown God. He said, let me tell you about this unknown God. And that's where God showed me, you continue to do what I've told you to do. You don't worry about what other people are telling you to do. And you just stay focused on doing what you're doing because you are in a place, Periscope, live stream, Facebook, where the world is gathering. This is another form of the synagogue. It's the, another form of where we meet. I don't, yes, I'm prepared. So if, just in case one of these social media is shut down, but I don't care about all the posts that are coming through. I don't care about all of that stuff. People are like, you got to kind of watch what you say. I'm like, listen, they can censor me all day. But if God has called me to this platform, then this is where God has me. So I have to trust in him by faith in order to receive 
the blessing for the people. And so as we're wrapping up, thank you so much, everyone. We got Sherry Jones. We got Nancy. We got uh, Ina Smith. I hope I'm saying your first name correctly. We have everyone that's coming in, Mark Latham, all of you that are coming in and supporting these ministries. We are so thankful for you. And so again, you can find Kenyatta. Let me put these banners up. Um, and if you have any last words, go ahead and and uh, and speak. And then I'll have you pray us out. And uh and we'll leave the people. Right. Well, uh, once again, I just uh, really appreciate um, this opportunity to come on and just have a powwow with you, brother. It has been just awesome. And I love, I can't wait. I look forward to uh, Monday part two <laughs> um, <laughs> when we gather um, because I love hearing the things of God. And, and all I really want to, you know, drive home the point again, is I just want to encourage the listeners out there, encourage my brother and my sisters out there to dare to believe God, dare mm. to dream, dare to step out. Um, this truly is a time that God has set up and orchestrated for us. I know it may sound contrary to what we're seeing happening in the world, but let he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the church. This is Amen. our time. This Amen. is truly our time. Amen. So, uh, Pastor Kenyatta, can you pray us out? Absolutely. It'd be my honor. Thank you. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity to come together in your name. For your word says, where there are two or three gathered together in your name, that you are in the midst. So, Lord, we thank you for being right here with us. We thank you for your presence today. You said that you inhabit the praises of your people, Father. And, Lord God, when you inhabit those praises, Lord God, we know that, that in that there's an anointing that comes that will heal and deliver and set free and transform lives. So even right now, Father God, for those that are listening, Father, we just ask that something in what we talked about today would be the key to unlock uh, what has been hidden in plain sight to them, Father. In the, in the same manner that when the prophet Elijah went to the widow woman's house and, and she was on her last and, and, and didn't know what to do because she's like, the creditors are coming and, and I, I don't know what to do. And, and, and Elijah spoke a word and said, what do you have in the house? And all of a sudden her eyes opened to what was in plain sight, and she realized that she had resources that she didn't have before. And so even in this season, Father God, I ask that each and every time that we have an opportunity to, to get online and begin to, to encourage and talk to our brothers and sisters out there, that it would be an opportunity that as they begin to hear our words, really it's not ours, it's you, it's it's your words. We're, we're speaking uh, under the inspiration of you that it would unlock those things, that it would open their eyes, that they may see what is right in front of them that they could not see. I give them ideas and witty inventions and and and, and illuminate, get, open up their eyes and their ears so they can see how they are to move in this season. Uh, for many of us, this season is going to require us to pivot, to shift. And yeah. so even with that, Lord God, I just ask that 
that let help us to allow our faith to be released in you in this time that we would not be afraid to step out on what seems to be nothing or what seems to be like Peter when he stepped out on the water, but help us to keep our eyes focused on you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my brother and his family. I declare that the blessing and increase of the Lord will continue to overtake them, that the favor Favor would be his portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Kenyatta. And I encourage every single one of y'all to follow her. Um, you can follow her on her Facebook and down below is her uh, website. Uh, so into her ministry. Um, I speak that into your ministry as well that God will continue to send the sowers, continue to send the servants, continue to send the people that are going to help edify and build up your ministry going on charisma uh, broadcasting or, or TV, whatever that is. I mean, you are there, there's going to be so many lives that are that are impacted. And it's our job as the techie people to 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 bring that spirit of excellence. I mean, you you are coming with a spirit of excellence, buying new mics, making sure everything is is right, background is good because it's a spirit of excellence. And so I just encourage everyone to follow my sister. I'm up at 3:30 and Monday mornings at four o'clock. When I hear the little Dean come on, I'm like, okay, I'm still sipping my coffee half awake, but let me see what they're praying about today. And so put your put your Yes, rise and shine. Put your prayer request in there. Um, she is a powerful woman of God. Our stories are so similar. And I will be on her show on Monday at uh, two o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Mountain. And so again, follow her um, and we'll be diving into my part, which will be the part two. Um, and so, I mean, I, I just don't even... Honestly, I don't even want to end this because there's so many nuggets, but we know that everyone's got places to be. Uh, we got food to eat and it's Saturday. So thank you so much, Kenyatta, for taking time out of your day um, thank you. to come and meet the people and, and meet me. And so, again, we will see y'all on Monday morning with Wake Up in the Word. If you can't make it, watch the replay, share these out. And we love you guys. God bless you. And we'll see you on the next one.